Welcome at 21 is enough. You're joining me because of your amazing design. And for anyone who hasn't already seen it or anyone who doesn't know what you've been doing, can you just do a quick introduction for us, please? Of course, yes. I am building a Bitcoin ATM, a Bitcoin Lightning ATM. So it uh, uses this layer two technology in Bitcoin that is called the Lightning Network. And it is basically a tabletop ATM where you insert a coin, 20 euro cent, 50 pence coin, and you get Bitcoin back within about 30 seconds. That's the process that you go through when you interact with my Bitcoin ATM. Yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, I've been having a look through what you've built there and it's absolutely blown my mind. You know, I said to you in our, our previous conversation, it is something that ties the real world to Bitcoin. And it's such an amazing thing for people coming into this space to see the power of this technology. And it's fantastic. What is it that inspired you to create this? I always thought it hard to find a conduit to Bitcoin in general for people who do maybe not have a technical background or even if you have a technical background, like understanding Bitcoin or interacting with Bitcoin is is not easy. And I was just super excited early on about the Lightning Network. And when I finally had this idea, why don't we build an ATM that can accept coins, that can accept a, a two cent coin, and I can actually send a transaction over the internet that its value, it's, it's literally only two cents and we can settle it between two peers. That is something that uh, inspired me to, to build a machine like that. And obviously, you can't be drawn to lightning without first learning about Bitcoin. What was it that drew you to Bitcoin in the first place? And you can say rapid price increase if you like. <laughs> no it was it, it had to do with price with price definitely so i like learned about mining in 2013 14 and built my own little mining rig at home with a bunch of uh, gpus and started mining dogecoin at the time so i didn't really learn about bitcoin um, in the first place i learned about dogecoin and didn't know what it was at the time yeah digital currency money internet sort of thing so I wasn't aware about all these phenomenal characteristics that make Bitcoin the best money we've ever had. And only over time, I, I discovered what I was really dealing with. So it was for me the technical fascination of turning my power at home into money, basically increasing my parents' electricity bill and getting, <laughs> getting, getting, getting Dogecoins into my wallet was the fascination. <laughs> and they were, I'm sure, very happy with all the heat and all the noise and uh, and the electricity costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were happy. I did, I did heat up the basement quite dramatically. I must say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. the classic, isn't it? It's the Bitcoiner in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> and so, with this Bitcoin ATM, the Lightning ATM, 
How did you go about the design with it? You know, this is why we've got you here. I think this design is just amazing. But how did you go about with the design? You know, obviously you've got an idea in your head of what you want it to do. Where did you go from there? Yeah, so the the very first version was just an accident. I took it, I put it in a cardboard box. That was the very first iteration. I brought it to the first conference in a cardboard box and people loved it. They were like, oh, don't ever think about designing a case for this. It's just fine the way it is in a cardboard box. They really, yeah, they, they sort of felt like Bitcoin belongs into a cardboard box. It, that's authentic. That's real. That's like a DIY. Um, but anyway, I, I did think back home that I had to look into other options. And eventually I learned from BDC Socialist, from Ben, about um, laser cutting he uh, i think has his own laser cutter and he was sort of introducing me to this technology and i did some research and eventually designed my own 3d case and the very first idea was just i just need a basically a box so my first version was just that it was a box four walls a top a bottom and just mdf some acrylic sheets and put together so it was not much of a design at the time. It was only just uh, an MDF acrylic box that I designed. And then it was actually at this um, laser place, the place where I lasered this first um, prototype, I learned about this possibility to actually bend MDF. So if you laser a particular pattern, you do this in a certain area of your laser cut you do this particular bend pattern so to speak you can then after you're done with lasering you can then bend the mdf into into a shape like into a like a radius and that got me thinking i was like oh that that's is quite interesting it had, oh, there was also a practical aspect because often when i used the atm when i brought it to a place and we put it on a table due to it just being a box um, about the size of a, of a shoebox, people often had to go down and look at the screen, right? They had to uh, sort of hunch down in order to get a good view onto the ATM. And I thought it would be nice if I could recline the front slightly and make it face towards the user so they could even use it standing up um, in front of a table. And then I started to experiment. I was like, yeah, let me try this bending thing. I found some uh, designs online as well where I could look how they've done it, how much do I need to, how, how much of that pattern do I need to do in order to get my bend to whatever. And had, I think, about, a, I think about um, 105 degrees that I needed to bend my ATM corners. And after a couple of tests, I settled with a particular pattern, and then I did. I made these two bends into the ATM that give it its its shape that it has right now, and it looks. Yeah, I'm rather I'm rather pleased with the with the final design. It's got a it's got a nice uh, look to it, and it's super cheap. You can um, manufacture it for like if you if you were to do a couple dozen, you can get the cost down below ten euros. If you're doing just one box, maybe about somewhere between 15 and 20 euros, it, it is a very affordable way to produce um, a case for an ATM. Hmm, that's incredible. Was it an experience that you enjoyed, the design part? Yes, yes, very much. I, I had a lot of fun. I 
was another Bitcoiner, David Knezic from Switzerland, who um, built this uh, candy dispenser that many of you might have seen on Twitter as well, that you can buy some candies with um, over lightning as well from his uh, candy dispenser. And he used to use this uh, software called Onshape. It is not open source, but it's free to use for non-commercial um, usage. You can sign up, create an account online, and I've designed the whole case in my browser, but did not install any additional software on my computer. I've only just ever logged into um, my account on onshape.com, and I've got all the tools necessary to draw, to sketch, to create shapes, to extrude, create holes, and yeah, the whole 3D designing process happens in browser. And I did very much enjoy it. Yeah, I had a, it took me a moment to understand how the software exactly works. How do I go about it in order to make it? I also always was, um, was looking to export it from that software to then work with it in, uh, in that laser place where they, where they eventually cut my case, but also to put it up on GitHub, share it with other people. So I wanted to make it accessible to everyone. Also that the 3D files, they are accessible online as well on that um, Onshape platform. And the whole process of improving it, reclining it slightly more, putting also digitally putting the whole ATM together. So I eventually had every single piece that was uh, eventually laser cut. I had it digitally and I could put it together and see if it fits. So I, there's like this intricacies of does it fit? Is there enough space? Does the Raspberry Pi fit into that corner and all these sort of things. I could I could figure it out online and see if it all works out. And I had never any issues. So in terms of space and the, the whole design internally, it just worked out fine the way the way I designed it online. And it was a it was a nice process. I liked it very much. Yeah. It's a complicated process. I, I've been looking through how you build this thing and I can I can only imagine this has taken you an enormous amount of time. Where do you find this time? Yes, that is true. Um, I did decide by mid-2019 to dedicate just basically all of my time. I didn't, I didn't take on any new projects. At the time, I was working as a contractor in the data center business. And I decided to take some time off and work on my own ideas, on my own projects. And that's what I did then. So I, I was at a bunch of conferences and eventually decided that I wanted to build this lightning ATM. And then from then on, I just worked on that project. So I, I didn't have a day job that I needed to take care of. I was just, yeah, I had basically however many hours uh, I was awake a day I had to um, and could dedicate to, to this ATM project. Wow. You've turned down your normal work. You've put in all your waking hours into building this thing, and then you've open sourced it so that anyone can build it themselves. And you built a case for it, which again is open source and anyone can build themselves. You're not selling it. Right. Why yes. are you doing this? And why do you care so much about Bitcoin and this project? There must be a deeper reason, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, Bitcoin is definitely, I would say, it's probably the most important thing that I've ever discovered in my life. It's given me so much over the years. I've learned so much. I've got to meet so many amazing people in this space. I got so many friends 
almost all my life evolves around Bitcoin these days. And it's just such a brilliant and, and fascinating technology that opens up so many doors still, like after all these years, it is still hard to keep track and follow all the recent developments. It's just such a big passion of mine that I feel like other people need to feel this as well. So I'm, I'm trying to not only have my own project, have something that I can sort of maintain and be proud of, that I've got my own little thing in this space, but also just providing a means for other people to better understand what Bitcoin is, make it more tangible, get them their first experience in Bitcoin. That is sort of what, what drives me and what, what um, and I do believe that like, I probably, and I can see that also with my, with my friends that are not in Bitcoin or that don't really know about open source in general, or in particular, my grandparents or, or other relatives who are like questioning or they're, they're like asking me, why, why do you all this and then put it up online for free? You should have, you should have a <laughs> patent. You should market this. You should like make a company or something. And this whole open source ethos where um, the whole point is to put it up online for everybody to see, for people to join, to work on, to improve. I would have never gotten the engagement that I've got if it wasn't free for everybody to copy and to build their own versions of, because it would have been behind closed doors, not accessible or only for, for payment. And I think I would not have gotten as much engagement as I had or as I have if it would have been closed source. So it's just sort of interacting with the community, providing something and, and helping people to understand this, uh, this lovely and fascinating technology that is, that is really what drives me. No, that's really beautiful. And it just goes to show that this is more than just number go up technology. This is something that people clearly care deeply about. And I, I love hearing stories like that. It, um, it's what makes Bitcoin Bitcoin for me. So Indeed. thank you for doing it. It's amazing. I love what you've done. Good. The Bitcoin rabbit hole obviously goes very, very deep and it's a multifaceted subject. Is there one area in particular or one part of it that you are fascinated by more than anything else? Or is there something that you think is particularly clever? Is there a favorite part to Bitcoin outside of that community that we're talking about? That is a, this is a really good question because I am in general a person that is interested. I'm, I'm sort of a generalist, which also, like if you look at that project, you can clearly see there is so many different aspects. There is electronics, there is design, there is laser cutting, there's software, there's Bitcoin. I'm not good at any of those things. I'm not a professional in any of those things, but I'm I'm good in combining different things together and finding the common ground or yeah, like whenever I am dealing with something and I pick something specific and spend too much time on that, I lose interest. I, I got to switch. I will move and pivot from one to the other topics. So that's the same for me and Bitcoin. I couldn't point out one thing in particular. Um, if any, it would definitely be a technical topic. I am, I'm, I am a technical person, but um, as I said before, right? See, it's hard to to even keep track what what is really going on, how how much is being developed, and what's the latest and newest thing. I'm very much fascinated by Lightning and think it has a great future ahead of it. 
So yeah, probably if I had to pick something, I'd say like lightning and all the things that are, are being worked on around lightning. Hmm. And you've been in the space for a while. Uh, we had a conversation off air, but um, can you share any Bitcoin horror stories from either you or your friends, you know, real life boating accidents or anything like that? <laughs> I must say I I have been spared I think so far yeah no I I'm fairly well I mean they're definitely in the early days of lightning or or still I am actually also still running a note I'm, I might be up for as a prize at some point um, <laughs> running a lightning node where I don't have a proper backup where I don't have a seed backup of that LMD node so. Potentially, I'm up for a surprise there, but uh, no, I, I, I uh, most of I was early on. I was aware that this is that this could also be dangerous with freedom and with um, this censorship resistant characteristic of Bitcoin that comes a lot of responsibility, and I was very aware of that early on. So I was always extremely cautious with uh, how I did Bitcoin, how I secured it, how I stored it. So. Luckily, touch wood, I haven't had any horror stories so far. Uh, I wish wish I could say the same. I lost <laughs> all my sats in a tragic boating accident just weeks oh, ago. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, they're they're at the bottom of the Thames. I know. I oh, shed a tear. No. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah that, that's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if at all, has Bitcoin changed you? Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I'm definitely more conscious. I, the way I spend money has changed dramatically. My time preference is, uh, has sunken to an all-time low, I would say. I spend as little money as possible, mainly also due to the fact that I don't have a lot of euros left at this point, right? So I, I don't have a steady income at the moment. Um no, Bitcoin has changed me a lot, has changed a lot of my views, has changed how I look at the political system, has changed my um, just general, generally learning about money, right? Money is something that in general people don't really know about. They use, they use it in their daily lives and they've got it on their bank accounts, but they never question what it is, where it comes from and why does it have value and who is ultimately uh, enforcing that value. So learning about money has, has definitely also changed a lot of my views. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice to a newcomer, what would it be? I like the advice of um, investing in Bitcoin and first do it with your time by learning about it. Like it, um, whenever Bitcoin want to get involved, people want to get involved in Bitcoin, they often think, oh, no, I, I got to buy one. I got to buy half of it. I got to own as much as I possibly can at this point, depending on how convinced they are. But this is not really how you should start with. Like maybe yeah, buy 100 bucks, 200 bucks, and then play around, try it out. But you should start learning about what Bitcoin is, what it can do. Also learn about money in the first place. Why do we have it? Where does it come from? What's the history of it? I think it's much, much better to invest time in learning about Bitcoin early on rather than doing financially a decision or making a decision that you might regret because you haven't learned enough and you have forgotten to write down the seed 
and all these sort of things. I'm I'm fairly convinced. Like so often, right when you're when you like think back what Bitcoin cost back when you first heard or list, um, heard about it online, you're like, oh, I should have bought like however many Bitcoins back then. But I'm fairly confident I wouldn't have these Bitcoins no more because I I wasn't prepared for Bitcoin. It took me a while to understand what it is and how to deal with it in order to be comfortable to hold hold more value in Bitcoin that I. Yeah, so I'm I'm fairly sure and confident that I would not have these Bitcoin anymore that I, in a hypothetical world, would have bought in like 2000, whatever, 13. So it's it's not wise to invest money in the first place, but invest time to learn about Bitcoin you know, is probably the advice that I would give to, to a newcomer. What's the most contrarian view you hold? <laughs> about Bitcoin? It doesn't even have to be about Bitcoin. Oh, no. What do you think that most people would disagree with? Hmm. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me think for a moment. The most contrarian view. You know, I very much like this idea of self-sovereign Bitcoiners who use Tor only and everything's encrypted and uh, we have as much privacy as we possibly can get. But if I look at how people deal with their private information, with what they do on social media, I have bad feelings in this regard. I I don't know if people will ever care enough. I think we will have to solve a lot of these issues from a technical perspective now in Bitcoin, like privacy is a very important characteristics and characteristics and it, and it should be built into bitcoin and natively but i just don't believe that people will ever care enough about their own data and about their own financial privacy so that we can actually live in this world where everybody runs their own node and validates their own transactions and only uses encrypted connections i i'm not i'm not convinced that that is going to happen I think that's fair enough. It's very difficult and uh, a lot of people just don't care enough about their privacy yet. They might have to at some mm. point, but yeah. they don't yet. True. Hmm. And what does Bitcoin success mean to you? Oh, Bitcoin's already super successful. Bitcoin has been a brilliant store of value over the past 10 years. It does not need to be accepted in every shop uh, in my street. I don't think that is what success means. Success means to me the protocol not breaking, not discovering any flaws or bugs in the software that would render it useless, any inflation bugs or, or cryptographic primitives breaking. I think it is successful as it is as a censorship resistant store of value that no one can take from me and that I can use in a, in a uh, self-sovereign way. Mm. And do you have any fears? Do you have any worries of something that could potentially destroy Bitcoin? Not much. At this point, not much. I do think if governments eventually come to their senses and this whole issue of a small group of people having the monopoly over how much money there is and basically controlling, trying to manipulate the free market of money. 
if they come to their senses and, and sort it out, then that's probably the biggest risk for Bitcoin success. Although at that point, we wouldn't need it anymore, right? If the money market would be free and open, oh, maybe there were some other issues like uh, censorship or permissionless usage or, or access for everybody. There's a lot of other problems that I think Bitcoin solves. But if governments or uh, national banks would get their shit together, then that could be probably uh, probably the biggest threat to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And if you could speak to Satoshi, what would you say to him? To Satoshi? <laughs> would he answer my questions or could I just tell him something? Yeah, you can go for a point with him. You can have an hour, as many drinks as you want, and Satoshi in a private room. <laughs> wow. Wow. I know, dream Whoa. stuff. <laughs> that, is, that is proper dream stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm... Yeah, there's, there's so many things that I'd ask, right? Yeah, there's so many things that I'd ask. I'm so fascinating, fascinated just by how he, how he or she or they put all these building blocks together. It's all been here. Like nothing in Bitcoin is really that new. It's only just the arrangement of all these different technologies that were known in a very specific way and I'd be just really curious, what was that thought process? Like, first of all, how did they come up with it? And was there a moment when they sat there and were like, oh, wow, I've solved it. Like, I, I now know how to do this. I, know, I only need to put it in code now. I, yeah, I would just love to hear more about the process of Bitcoin coming into existence in their minds. It would be uh, quite something, that experience. I would also love this. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome. If it ever happens to me, I'll, uh, I'll do my best and get you in the room as well. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I must say, I mean, you pose the question as in that's a fact, but if I had to either accept or deny this opportunity, I would probably actually choose not to be there because I do think this person just deserves to be unknown and not, I mean, it is, it's become clear now that this person does not want to be in public and, uh, and, and, and talk about what they've done. So I'd rather, I'd rather forego my opportunity to meet that person than disturb them in their uh, <laughs> freedom or, or, yeah, in their mm, untouched. Respect their privacy. Private, yeah, private. Yeah, exactly. Respect their privacy. Yeah. And if you are stuck in an elevator for one minute with a no-coiner, can you give me your best elevator pitch? <laughs> for one minute. And they can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd obviously have my pocket ATM with me, which is, um, yeah, just this pocket-sized ATM. So I'd bring my pocket ATM out, and I'd ask the person if he wanted to try and buy some Bitcoin for just 20 euro cents worth of bitcoin with a coin i'd install a wallet on their phone it can probably almost all happen in one minute this download install a wallet on their android or ios phone and then i make them buy bitcoin with a 20 cent coin in that one minute and demonstrate to them how easy and how quick it is all right well i think that brings us to 20 questions like i said to you before i don't actually have 21 questions so (laughs) i don't know Let's get one more in. 
What's your policy on chairs? Are they high time preference? Sorry, my policy on, on what? What's your policy on chairs? Are they high time preference or, or should we be allowed to sit on chairs? Oh, chairs, chairs. Okay, chairs. We should be allowed to sh- sit on chairs. Yes, yes. But um, Bitcoin is a game of uh, musical chairs, right? Is that That's the game, right? Mm. That's what it's called. So eventually there will be no more chairs, right? That's what Bitcoin is about. There is only 21 million chairs and we will eventually run out of chairs to sit on. So yeah, you better make up your mind now. Stacking chairs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, it's been amazing talking to you. I love what you've built. The fact that you've dropped all of your other work to focus on something like this is just amazing. And um, thank you for what you've done. It's brilliant. I will be trying to build one myself. I will very likely be blowing up the Telegram channels with issues because I'm not very capable, but I'm going to give it a damn good go. Anyone who wants to reach out or see what you've done, can you just do a quick 30-second shill of where they can find you? Absolutely, yes. You can go on Twitter at 21 is enough. That's my handle. You'll find the GitHub repo there. Follow me, ask questions on Twitter. On GitHub, you will find the link to the documentation website of the ATM. It's fairly simple for anybody to build. And if you're stuck, then just join the Telegram group that's also linked on that documentation website. Join that group and ask questions. We'll help you out and get your ATM set up and running. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining me and everything that you're doing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. It was a great pleasure too, yes. Thanks for having me.